Touch KC Podcast. Bringing the real back into relationships. Here's your host, Travis Bryant. Good evening or morning. Whatever time of the day it is, I'm just glad you're here with me. It's summertime, finally. Um, all those, hope you're getting those sun rays and whatnot. Just had a birthday, June 16th. Um, it wasn't a good day for me, actually. Um, I was one of those, kind of a sad birthday. And I found myself kind of slumping into this depression. Because you look at all the things you haven't done and all the things you want to accomplish and realize you're the only reason that you haven't accomplished it. So that had me down. But um, the day started turning around as I started realizing the issue was my perspective. So if you go to interpersonal.com, that's our blog spot, I actually have an article on that blog entitled um, Birthday Blues, How to Make Your Day Special. So, you know, check that out if you get a chance. It's just something kind of occurred to me, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. And that has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. Uh, so I'll get right into it. If you listen to last episode, we're dealing with relationship killers. And I told you there's like three, right? And last week we dealt with, I think it was last week, the last episode rather, we dealt with entitlement and how that is a relationship killer and why. So if you haven't checked out that episode, pause right now, go back. Because this is kind of continuing that conversation. Today, we're going to deal with another relationship killer. Are you ready? I know you saw the title. It's probably why you clicked on, 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 the, on the link. A relationship killer is being in denial about your evil. <gasps> it's something I noticed about Disney villains, right? For those who grew up on the original Lion King, um, not talking about um, talking about that Robin Williams, not talking about the, the Will Smith um, rendition. And one thing I noticed about their villains, they all tend to have a major character flaw that is detrimental to society or easy to identify where the flaws of the protagonist are just considered character flaws. So you look at Jafar versus Aladdin, right? Jafar, he wanted to kill people. You know, he's trying to get this, this lamp um, so he could um, become the most powerful being in the world. And, you know, ja Aladdin just wanted it so he could impress Jasmine. And one is considered a flaw, one is considered evil. When did deception and lying stop being considered evil? Well, it is, but only in comparison to something that's more destructive. Being in denial about your own evil has a couple of issues, and we're going we're gonna to evaluate that today. Because you're Jafar to somebody, and you're Aladdin to somebody. Wrong is wrong, right? Non-functional is non-functional. A character flaw is a character flaw. One of the issues that occurs from denying your own evil is that you develop the sense of entitlement 
that's completely out of place considering your pattern. Have you ever been in that uncomfortable situation on Facebook where someone says, I know I'm cute, then you look at their, look at their picture and it's almost like they're challenging you to tell the truth, right? Well, we do that with our character flaws. You know you're not a person that keeps it 100, that keeps it real. But your denial of that makes it hard for people to deal with you. When we are not upfront with ourselves, because the easiest and most dangerous person you can lie to is yourself. When we're not upfront with ourselves about our, our evils, our hangups, and we don't and we don't put ourselves in a position to be held accountable for it, you put your partner in a very compromising situation because they can't tell you the truth without you feeling attacked. So that's one, denying your pattern, at least to entitlement. You want to know what character flaws or character strengths you've had? Just look over the last five years. Seriously. Humans are that habitual. Just take a look and be honest about it. Another reason why denying your evil can be um, such a detriment to relationships is because you stop growing. How are you going to perfect your flaws? How are you going to strengthen your flaws if you're in denial about what your flaws are? How are you going to edify your strengths if you're not honest about what your flaws are? And a lot of this comes from our need for validation, right? We don't like to admit that we're not the best at something because sometimes it's not even about being flawed. It's just not having the strengths that we believe that we have. You pride yourself on, on being the, 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 the smartest person in the room, but there's no evidence of that. And that's okay. You have other strengths. You applaud yourself for being courageous. There's no evidence of that. But you have other strengths. We can't even get to your strengths because we have to deal with these lies you're telling yourself. And I understand this is a little cutting, and that's not my intention. Of course, I love you. But these are the conversations we need to have more often in safe places. And of course, this is a safe place, right? I care about you. That's why I'm on here. But it's things I had to tell myself. I had to be really honest with myself. And I'm telling you, marriage will make you realize how, to deny, how deep your denial goes. Because it may not even be denial. I assume certain things about my character that proved to be false. But I only saw that because I got married. And I have to deal with this day in and day out. See, I can go to church or to my job or wherever where people deal with the version of Travis I give them. But at home, at home, you, you're you. It's hard to keep that charade up for years. It's very difficult. And I was like, wow, Travis, you're not as strong-willed as you thought. Right. And you're not as neutral as you thought. Now, mind you, I'm still a pretty laid back person. A lot of things don't bother me, but there are some things that bother me. And that became very apparent. The the fault is not in being ignorant of your flaws or strengths. 
The fault is not being ignorant of your evil. You may really think that you are this, that, and the other. You may really think that. The fault is when you see it and you still are in denial about it. Having a fault, being evil, having evil moments where you're not as kind as you wanted to be, where you're actually mean or you actually did tell that lie, that's not the worst thing because we all got those. But when you're in denial about it, that brings us to our, our last point. You make it very difficult for people to have constructive conversations with you. Very difficult. It is a burden. It's exhausting dealing with someone where you can't tell them anything about behaviors that are affecting everyone around them because they're so sure. They're so sure that that is not them. It's everybody else. Um, at my church when I was growing up, there was this lady who would sing at our church. I don't have the best ear. I don't. But I can tell you, though, Well, she didn't either, obviously. Um, but they would let this lady sing and people would crack jokes and things like that. But nobody would really tell her about it. Tell her about herself, right? Well, apparently somebody tried to. And you know what she told them? Well, everybody else seems to enjoy it. Maybe it's just you. She wasn't even willing to consider the idea that maybe there's some things she should work on. Now, again, I'm not saying that not being able to sing is evil. Right. I'm just talking about the power of denial. But when you deny your evil, imagine if you are doing something that's hurtful, if you are doing something that's damaging. And you're in denial about it, how do people even approach you? How do people even approach you? So we're going this on a positive note. How do you keep from being in denial about your evil? One. Keep it real with your pattern. Right? Don't tell me about what you think. Show me what you've done. In fact, when this is over, this conversation is done, write down your, 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 your greatest qualities you really like about yourself and the things you dislike about yourself. And I want you to give evidence to each. Seriously. Keep it real with your pattern. Two. Be honest with your mate or your friendships, the relationships that are important to you in particular. Be honest about what those shortcomings are. Three, don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And four, which is probably maybe one of the most important things, is be willing to apologize. There's, there is a beautiful thing about humbling yourself to apologize. It makes all of us that much more bearable. Now, mind you, sometimes people want to apologize for things you didn't do. And I'm not into that. I don't play that game. I'm not into that. But when you have know that when you know that your pattern, which has been proven, is having a negative effect on someone, it's okay to apologize. It's, it's a very powerful thing. It helps people deal with you. It helps you deal with people. These are four things I think will help us get beyond denial and to 
kind of embrace who we are and then help people embrace who we are. Just something to think about. Um, I, I just think that, well, as you know, our relationships are our most important resource. Make sure you're managing yours. This is Travis Bryant. I'll see you around.